Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 319. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Um, very excited about the guest. She's a good friend, and I love hanging out with my friends. So there. Um, she's got a lot of great stuff to share. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast. Um, that'll really help us out. Um, rate this, uh, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and beyond. Um, I should have a thing that pops up and says, and beyond. Uh, but I'm not going to because it's I have to make it and I don't have time to make it. So anyways. Uh, moving on guys, we're doing an amazing teaching series right now, which part two of four starts tomorrow. Um, but, uh, we just recorded it this morning and it's just, mm, guys, God is just charged, right? The, the, just the, the spirit, things in the spirit are just charged right now. And this teaching series, the past couple have been super good, but they've all been good. But this series, the next one we have planned, which I'm not going to say what it is yet. And then the next one in December, uh, super excited. Let's just put it that way. I, I'm just super excited about what God is doing through these teachings here, specifically this healing from trauma one. Um, that's the title of it for those who aren't aware. So make sure to go back and listen to that or watch that first one, um, part one of four with Rachel Cordero and Amber Wright. It's just been every, um, both episodes now have just been so, I just feel like, I wanted to either like shout for joy or um, just cry or whatever. I just feel God's heart towards his people and bringing the healing necessary. And so I'm super excited for you guys to see that tomorrow. Um, it's 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So yeah, make sure to check out part one of four if you have not yet. And then tune in for tomorrow's part two of four. Uh, it'll be worth your time. Okay. It'll be worth your time. Um, and who knows, maybe the Holy Spirit will give a sneak attack to you and he'll be like, bring healing to an area you didn't know need healing. And those are always kind of a fun surprise. I mean, obviously there's pain involved, but it's unto something, right? So when the Holy Spirit convicts us, shows us an area that 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 he wants us to surrender or wants to bring healing to, it's unto something. He's not cruel. And so um, that's something that's always so encouraging to me when the Lord does uh, reveal something to me. I shared something yesterday. It was like super vulnerable. It's <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe that. I, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share it, you know, and, but it's all unto something. That's the amazing th thing about the God we serve. Um, so anyways, amen. Amen. All right. Uh, guys, uh, my guest today, she's a, she's a true justice fighter. She's a kingdom justice fighter. Um, she's, uh, also the founder of Sierra care, the Sierra cares foundation. She's a prophetic voice. Let's give it up for our guest today. Andrea Hobart. Hello. Hi. Hey Jeff. hey, Jeff. And hey, everybody out there. I'm so glad to be back. And <laughs> we are here on 10-10-23 at 2-0-something, I guess now. We broke and our tradition. I don't know when, but you were always on like multiples of 25, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So now we have to add a couple more numbers to get to a multiple of 25, but that's okay. Yeah. No, so there's something here, I guess. Um, yeah, the numbers always speak. So 1010 is definitely on God's time. And mm -hmm. we're here today for a purpose. And awesome. 
I've just charged. Um, all of you, uh, all of you here, um, I just want you to know uh, before we get started that I have felt like an electricity, almost like a frequency going through me surging. You kind of mentioned that too, Jeff. And uh, yeah. oh, Illumination and Michael are writing. Um, yeah, the uh, the different numbers, 10, 10. Yeah, so if you take 23 and you add the time we started, you and I are both in the same time zone. Add two to that, you get 25. So we'll take it. There you go. We'll I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And uh, the numbers always speak, but there is something going on right now. It's throughout the earth. It's in the natural. It's in the supernatural. It's this, this some creative math. <laughs> That's yeah. right, Ma Michael. But God is speaking through that. He's speaking through the numbers. He's speaking through today as 1010. And um, yeah, our titled episode today is We Will Reclaim All. And guess what? Uh, scripture fits perfectly with that. Which one? I thought you'd ask. So yeah, it is us, John, John 10, 10. Okay. So we're, we're reclaiming all and John 10, 10 is, um, it is the thief comes only to still kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's us. So I think that's a pretty good place to start with 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm so yeah. glad to be here, Jeff. Thank you for having me. And yes, let's see what Holy Spirit has for today. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's jump in, Andrea. All right. Yeah. Let's Actually, hold on before, cause I feel like I haven't, I haven't had you on the show as a guest in a, I feel like it's been a couple of months. I mean, you've subbed right. for me and things like that, right. but what have you been up to what has your before I'm backtracking now because I realized I wanted to ask this. How's the 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 tail end of your summer and now into fall been? Tell us, tell us, Andrea. Oh, it's it's been amazing. Um, I have had both, uh, a, you know, a full flying schedule, pretty full. I've been traveling a lot, going all from Alaska to Hawaii to the East Coast and the West Coast, and you know, I've kind of taken different rules of breaks, but. Um, and then I've also been able to, uh, I'm here to report just some amazing things with Sierra Cares Foundation. Awesome. With our work in Sierra Leone that a lot of you partner with and give and give by praying for us. We have really went through miracles. I mean, all out miracles of God as far as uh, the survivors, the victims that have been able to come into our care and the programs we're implementing actually a lot involving the healing of trauma and the aftercare of these survivors. And it's just grown so fast and it's growing in a way that we're actually able to bring in more people to help our staff. Um, and we just have the most excellent staff there. So that's been something that has um, at daily, I am uh, thankful and just really moved by that. It, it, it inspires me so much. And then honestly, you know, with flying and the summer went by so fast, I feel yes, like this year nice. has gone by so fast. Yes. When I have free time, I take as much time to be with family and friends. And also I've taken time to just really like be uh, restful. And um, God's led me in reading a lot. And okay. as you'll see by some of the things we're going to, I may share if God leads is he's really had me uh, um, looking into things about Christmas mm -hmm. and uh, movies about Christmas. I've been watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music. And um, I think 
part of where I'm going here is this is like a time of war. We're in a time of war. Yeah. And I've been trying to just as much as possible, just absorb what God is saying, what he's doing and keep the celebration inside of me for what's about to come. And what's just over this, what's just, just beyond where we're at now. Um, and so that's, I, I've kind of been living this, you know, as far as uh, in some ways I've just been living it. I've been really uh, feeling God speaking to me about Christmas and, um, in, in that it, he connects me with the people and the right people. And I happen to see, um, sort of a story unfolding. Uh, so a big part of my time is I feel like I've just taken a look at a bigger picture of where we're at and God's been helping me connect dots through other people through mm -hmm. prophetic voices, through his word, and through very surprising things involving numbers, which is so funny. We were talking about that. Uh, numbers yeah. and themes and messages. And then he confirms it and blows me away with how he's confirming things. So I'm sort of like in this place of just really experiencing um, this celebration, but also this call and this charge to uh, encourage everybody to just really rise up inside yourself and trust the Lord and know that he is in control. He's working in all of our lives. Yeah. As well as the earth. So yeah, I'm I'm really good. I'm so glad to be back. It's so it's it's just always always an honor to come on with you. Oh, Thank absolutely. You, yeah, oh, absolutely. So an important question before we get started, because I think that it's worth addressing. Uh <laughs> yes. You mentioned that you've been watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music. Now, I gotta ask. Are you someone who naturally does that around this time of year? Or was this a prompting from the Lord? Because some people would call that sacrilege. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, so I was raised in a family that um, we would play Christmas music randomly when I was young. Mm -hmm. And we have, I have a lot of cousins and we would get together in the summer and do a cousin's camp, we called it. And we would do Christmas in July. No way. And watch Christmas movies. We'd even set up like a miniature tree. And um, and Christmas music, you know, if you think about it, it's really worship music. It is worship music. Yeah. Right. And yes, I have some Christmas twinkly lights on behind me and I have been listening to Christmas music. I I love it. And yes, yeah. it's not an, it's not out of the norm for me to be excited about Christmas, even watching Christmas movies on occasion mm -hmm. or listening to the music. So, yeah. Yeah. When I worked at, yeah, when I worked at Trader Joe's, um, you know, they would play Christmas music and I was talking to one of my other coworkers who's a believer. And I said, you know, what I love about this time of year. I'm like, they're playing worship music and they don't even know, you know, so yes. it's like, you get to, and it, you know, there's people that, you know, when you're working an eight hour shift and you're listening to Christmas music, people are like, Oh, get me out of here. I need different music. But I was one of the weirdos who would leave and immediately start playing Christmas music again. So I get very jovial around Christmas season for good reason. For good oh, reason, yes. Andrea. There's a reason to sing. Yes. So I'm glad you asked that. That's a great yeah. question. Yeah, I just had to know for myself, but I know other people were probably going to be curious themselves because some yes. people are like, no, I can't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. I am a little bit that way, although... I do, uh, we do watch some a little bit before Thanksgiving around like the middle of November. I actually just listened to a Christmas song the other day. It was the Oh Come, Oh Come Emmanuel. I was just like, I was feeling it, man. Oh, so, I yeah. love that song. Yeah. yeah. So I love um, that song. I'm not like an 
100% anti before Christmas, but um, yes. okay. So Andrea, you have quite a few things to go through um, and you can grab them in whatever order you want, but I want to, I want to give you the floor. All right, Jeff. And as always, please, you are most welcome to share and interject. Okay. You always ask the best questions. So right off the bat, so that John 10, 10, there's our, one of our scriptures for today. Mm -hmm. um, and 23, you know, in the background of the clock, why not? So Psalm 23, I kind of wanted to kick off uh, sharing by just really reading some of this. And, you know, I said, and, and we know this, that we're in a war right now. And we're in a worldwide war. And it is a spiritual war as much, if not far more than the actual natural war that's going on. So something about Psalm 23, you know, this is a Psalm of David. And David was one that even in the times of war, what he made sure to do was to go to God and worship the Lord. He sought the Lord's presence and he would bless the Lord. And I've been getting this uh, sort of woven uh, storyline that God's been showing me in um, the time of David and his defeat of the Philistines. It's uh, in Second Chronicles I believe it's 14. I have it here. You can pull it up in a moment. But um, in this in this uh, this sort of storyline of that part of David, um, you know, he he goes up against the Philistines and God gives him that creative way to go up around from the back and then strike them on on uh, when he hears the sound of marching on the tops of the trees. And we talked about that before. Uh -huh. And that was the sign of the go to defeat the Philistines. And God gave David and gave his army that that victory. And then soon after David begins to uh, in, in to worship and thank the Lord for all these victories. And I noticed that and I noticed that, um, you know, we're instructed to do that in Deuteronomy. Uh, it we're often instructed to not forget the Lord. And uh, Deuteronomy 818 is one example. But all throughout that part of Deuteronomy is, is a reminder to not forget the Lord to remember him and remember what he has done. And if any culture um, understands this, it is the Jewish culture that during um, Hanukkah and during uh, Rosh Hashanah and the feasts that were just now coming in and out of, they honor and remember what God did. So I wanted to start by welcoming, you know, just I welcome your presence, Lord. Mm. And I want to just lay out uh, a lavish royal carpet for our God. That in the midst of this war, in the middle of whatever is going on, even in your life right now, let's, let's lavish the Lord. Let's take this moment. And if 10-10-2023 is remembered for anything, let it remembered on this, be remembered that on this day, in the middle of a war going on, that we knelt down and blessed the Lord. So I just, I, I bless you, Lord. I bring before you your people that are here and those that are not here and those that are in harm's way and those that are serving on the front lines of this all-out spiritual war and natural war throughout the earth, including in Israel. And God, we come before you because this is good. You, del you delight, Lord, we delight you when we come into your presence and praise you. We enter your courts with thanksgiving. We enter your gates with praise, Lord. So we praise you, Jesus, because you are the answer and you have all victory and all power. And I just bless you, Lord. And we honor you because no matter what, 
you are still God and you are on the throne and you will have all that you sent your son to reclaim and all that you sent your Holy Spirit to come and now do in our midst. So God, I just, uh, just to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I really saw that what, what is happening right now. And I actually have a, a personal word that was spoken. And some of it is fulfilled already. Some of it's yet to be fulfilled. But it was that uh, I'm going to say we, we would kill the Lord's enemies through a feast. So the Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And right now, as we put everything aside that's going on just for a moment and in our lives, we prepare a feast also unto our God and an honor, honoring of him. Yet he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So I thank you, Lord, that you have a hedge of protection around your people in Israel and all throughout the earth and in the United States. There's a hedge of protection. And I ask, Lord, that you would bring a feast to them. The Lord is walking among all the tribes and tongues right now. He's, he's walking among us. He's here. Miracles we're going to hear of that will happen. But what's happening in this war, it's an ancient war. And beyond the people, it's not the people that cause wars or even the disagreements. God loves all and desires that all would be saved. So in this time, I believe we're going to see God reaching those that we couldn't even imagine, even mm -hmm. some that are um, doing uh, the bidding of the enemy right now. And so what's happening is like this great ancient root, a root of evil. It's, it's principalities operating in the earth. And what we are doing as kingdom people and as God's chosen that are throughout the earth in this battle, in this war, is we are uprooting systems and structures that have been ingrained in our earth for centuries. And this, this, is the, this is a huge undertaking. And as this root is being uprooted, which it is happening, evil is being uprooted right now, the earth is shaking and the peoples and, and all around us, the earth is responding to this massive uprooting of evil structures, mm -hmm. including in this land where there's wars over now. We don't know all that the Lord is bringing back and restoring in a way of order to his people and to us. So as this is happening, I want you to be encouraged. Keep praying and keep watchful of what the Lord begins to show you and speak to you because this evil is being uprooted and there's going to be a rebuilding. Yeah. Um, just this morning, I, uh, I, I wrote this uh, poem and it came and I began to hear it and um, I'll just, I'll read it. 
Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Um, this, so the, today's, today's broadcast, we call it, We Will Reclaim All. That is what we are doing with God right now. Hmm. He is the God of surprise. He brings the enemy to their demise. His holy army fills the skies. His great power, no man can deny. For in all directions, look and see. Do you hear the wicked as they flee? For the glory of God and his splendor is seen. Not one can escape the justice he brings. When arrows fly by day and terror comes at night, he holds close the ones in whom he delights. So hear all you lands and all you distant shores. All power and all glory belong to the Lord. So call on his name and see him appear. Watch as his power breaks through and comes near. Look up to the heavens. Look up and believe. For God and his armies, they shall not concede. The earth is the Lord's and its fullness thereof. He cannot turn away from the people he loves. As the warriors rise and the enemies fall, Know that we are reclaiming it all. All that was stolen and hidden away, it is being restored to you in this day. Hmm. And I declare that over Israel. Mm-hmm. We declare that over the nations of the earth and, and Israel. Israel is forever. And all is being restored as God intended it. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard... Um, I heard the Lord the other day, and I actually just heard this phrase. And when I say it, I sort of, I, I was quiet. I think I was reading something, and I just sort of heard this phrase, and it was, I must go. And I wrote it down, and I thought, I must go. I must go. Where must I go? I sort of was asking, not really speaking it, but thinking it. And I I heard, I must go. And then I remembered in the New Testament where Jesus was telling his disciples, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I must go so that the one can come after me. He will be your counselor. Mm -hmm. I think it's John um, 17 is, let me just, I have it marked here one second. Yeah, you're good. Also, you might want to think about uh, making that poem available for people because oh, yeah. it's inevitable people are going to ask for it. So you can, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is in um, John 12 and it's verse, uh, it's verse, let's see, um, 35. And on, and Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of light. And then it goes on and and it keeps going on in in this, uh, these next few chapters. But, but John or Jesus is uh, comforting his disciples and letting them know that he must go so that the one can come next. And I find it interesting also in this, um, also in this passage, uh, 
So in John 12, verse 27, Jesus says, Now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And I think that that is the cry that the Lord is looking for right now in all of us. First of all, Jesus said this because he knew he was sent. He knew he must go so that the one that would come back would be our counselor and our Holy Spirit. But also, I believe the Lord is looking for this response from us. Whatever you're in the midst of right now, is it God save me from this? Hmm. No, God glorify your name. Glorify your name. Graham Cook touches on that quite a bit. And it's the Lord is going to save us, but he is about to have so much glory. So I just encourage you to press in and ask that. So I heard this, that statement, I must go. And then I began to remember that, yes, Jesus said that. But also there was that conversation back before creation. And it was the Father and this whole, it was the Trinity. And I heard it again and I remembered, uh, I must go. And I remembered an experience that I had. I was a pretty new flight attendant living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I woke up one night and I was surrounded. It felt like in fire, in total fire. I didn't know if I was even alive. It was so (laughs) intense. And I, I don't know if it was a dream or not. It felt like I was awake because I was talking and but I, I, I didn't even know how to ask any question in this moment. And I heard a response and it was, you are alive hmm. and you will live. But, and I didn't know if I was alive. It was an intense fire. And when I heard that the other day, I must go, I felt like, I felt like I was getting a glimpse and just hearing a little something of this conversation before creation hmm. and the, the knowing of the fall of man. So question, Andrea, is the I must go, did you feel like it was, do you feel like there were multiple interpretations of that? Like it was a multifaceted phrase that you heard. Like obviously Jesus was like, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah. But also there's, there's a, you can interpret that as I must go, like wherever God is calling me to go, I must go. Do you feel like it was a multifaceted uh, thing that you heard or what, did it have a specific, one specific interpretation? Yes, it has multifaceted interpret. It's a multifaceted interpretation. Okay. You have a multifaceted God and he could speak to you, Jeff, and somebody completely differently from that I must go. So I heard it. Yeah. Yes. So the reason exactly. the reason why is because when you said I must go, the first thing that popped into my head was, and this is actually a passage I don't really think about that often. I think it's a cool passage, but I don't really think about it. And it's actually from Isaiah, and it's Isaiah's commissioning. Um, so it's Isaiah chapter six. I'll just read. I'll just read part of it. It says, "In yes. the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne." And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. 
At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. Uh, with it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. So that was, that, there's more to it. I encourage you guys to read that whole chapter. It's really legit. Um, but that was what actually popped into my head was, and you were talking about even like in this time, this season of, of un, even in this time of war, this there's a lot of hardship, but there's a lot of good coming as well. And there's a lot of people, unlikely voices coming to become mouthpieces for God. And so, you know, like his recognition of like getting the full glimpse as much as a human body can contain, of course, of God's glory and him wow. going, woe to me <laughs> yes. and having that revelation of God's glory. And then that being like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be here. Like I'm like, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm, I'm full of sin. And then angel comes down and like touches his lips with the coal. And it's like, that's what Jesus has done for us is all of a sudden that cleansing that came as a result of him. I'm a man of unclean lips. Boom. I just purified your mouth, you know? Um, and, and that's what Jesus does for us. And then all of a sudden people, then, then God gives them that that insight into the conversation in the throne room of who's going to go for us. And then these people having been rejuvenated, having been redeemed going, God, here I am. Like everything I have is, is yours. Cause I've seen your glory, you know? So. Oh, Jeff, you hit it. You hit it. Boom. And, it, and that's, that's about Christmas. We're about to hear about yeah. Christmas after that passage of Isaiah. Yes. So that is exactly spot on. It is the, um, I must go. And like, like I felt in that fear of that fire, I had that experience. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of Jeremiah and Isaiah that they couldn't even stand before God. It was terror. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it was, it was a glory kind of fear of the Lord. I, I didn't have, I don't have any way to describe it other than intense heat and something I was in some sort of an atmosphere I have never been in before, but that's, that's a, uh, came to me, to my memory, when I heard, I must go. So I must go. So this is in Isaiah 6, 8 is um, when Isaiah, the, the Lord, uh, the voice of the Lord, he heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send after the coal? You know, after he was helped by God mm -hmm. <laughs> to then answer to God. We need God to love yeah. God. We need God oh, to man. obey God. We need God for yes, everything. Please. <laughs> so please, after, God. it was right after that, Isaiah was able to stand and say, here am I, send me. Yeah. And that is Isaiah 6, 8. And there is a whole uh, a whole revelation God gave me on this part of the military called the in Intelligence Support Activity. Okay. And they're known as ISA, I-S-A. And their motto, guess what it is? Send me. Oh, okay. So they're called ISA, like wow. the beginning of Isaiah, and it's send me. And they, what did they do? They said, I must go. It, the, those in this intelligence board activity and in military aspects, and those of you that have said yes to God 
and gone somewhere for God. I must go. So I must go. And then right as we see the next passages, Isaiah 7 is the sign of Emmanuel. And he's speaking um, uh, to Ahaz. Uh, let's see. And um, Isaiah asks in Isaiah 7, 11, Ahaz said, the, Isaiah, uh, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. And then, but Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Hmm. And Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? So Isaiah gives him this sign anyways. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And then we go on Isaiah 9. And this is what we're talking about. Christmas is relating so much to right now. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From this, from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So we see Isaiah, who was afraid, uh, in fear before the Lord, that God then gave him. He was looking for someone. He was looking for someone that would say, send me, or I must go. And Isaiah responded. So then the Lord was able to partner with Isaiah in announcing his own son to be born in the earth and that the government will be upon his shoulders. So God is yes. Are we ready to serve? Are you ready to serve? Hmm. And the army of God is many different things, but some of our military is operating right now because they did say, yes, I must go. And they're in the trenches right now. And in a very, uh, in enemy war zone and in very hidden and open areas. And I just bless them because they said, here am I, I will go. Hmm. And similarly, the Lord, when this conversation was going on in heaven, in the beginning of the beginning of before the creation, even they asked who will go to reclaim our people, to reclaim you and me. And the word of God, I believe that's sort of what I heard. I heard it as a shout and I actually heard it and it almost sounded like a different accent, almost a British accent of, I don't know why, but I heard a shout, I will go father, I will go, I must go, I will go for them. And I began to feel that intense heat come back to my memory. The Lord said that, the word of God said that, knowing what he would go through. I think if we think about it for just a moment, what our God did by first announcing this through the one that said, here am I, send me. So there's a partnership right now. That's why God uses us in the earth. Even today, that's why we must say, I must go and do what you ask me to do. So this partnership is God and man together. 
And even then, even before Jesus came to the earth, that was the same partnership, God and Moses, God using Esther, God using uh, Joshua and Caleb, God using all of these people. But in that conversation with when the Lord, he knew what he would go through and he did it on purpose. And he didn't say, do I say, Father, save me from this hour? No, Father, glorify your name. You sent me to do this. So I heard that. I must go. I must go. And yes, Esther, when she was brought forth, the uh, whistleblower or Mordecai from her uncle, the news of what was going to happen to the Jewish people, the slaughter of her race, she asked and called for a fast. And she said, I must go. If I perish, I perish. But I must go. And, you know, uh, Abraham, not knowing where he was going, he went. He said, I must go. And some of you out here, I, you said, I must go. And I think some are really needing miracles right now. And I just release that uh, miracles to you because you're, that response, that declaration, I must go, is the mirror and echo of the response that our Savior and Lord gave, knowing what he would walk through. And I, I believe the fire, the, whatever I felt was a, a tiniest, tiniest molecule of something, of a glimmer of a molecule of something that was that heat, that fire that our Lord went through for us. And uh, the I must go, it is also about, uh, it, it is a call. It is a call to us all to say, Lord, what are you saying, asking of me right now? We are in a war and we're here to reclaim right now today our freedom, our people, our lands, our, uh, the light that America was. We're here to reclaim and reignite the light that God made our nation to be. Mm. And yes, then we're going to be a light and be able to go and, and really God's called us nation to the nations to be a beacon of light and hope. But just like on an airplane, which is what I do, you don't, uh, if you're needing the oxygen mask, you don't put it on somebody else before yourself. You have to revive and make sure you're okay. To then go and administer oxygen yeah. and breath and life to the other people. And like just a side note, the oxygen masks deploy on an airplane when you lose cabin pressure. And in a rapid decompression or loss of pressure, the masks will appear. But in a slow decompression, you may not even feel that you're losing your oxygen. But there are little signs to look for. And that's where we are as a nation. There's been such this slow robbery and attack that it's almost gone hidden, but it's in plain sight now. And it, it's time for us to wake up and say, God, I must go. Um, but also, I'm ready to serve in wherever you lead me. And that isn't the military for everybody. And that isn't even a, a we're all called in this battle because we're needing to be together to reclaim this land and uh -huh. our freedoms. Yeah. But that looks different for everyone. But yes, this, this uh, airplane was going down and wanted to take all of us with it. And there are good people 
including our rightful president today, who sounds like a trumpet. There are good people around him and good militaries around the world. And um, there's so many different directions. But yes, the, the Christmas thing is woven in here because this was actually the birth of our savior that was going to be born on Christmas. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. It came from, I must go, here am I, send me. So that's our response today. And we are going to reclaim it all. Hmm. Um, and this, uh, this might be, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because um, I just feel, I think the, I think the Lord really loves being, being honored, even in our hardest moments. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I think I just feel his joy. So why not share a little bit about this Christmas? Yeah. I was just going to ask Christmas you about that. Word. Um, Christmas. God started, uh, I have a little magazine here and I'm not sure if you'll be able to see it, but it is a Christmas catalog okay. from yeah. December of 2020. And it's a little train with goodies and presents. And um, I asked for the Lord to show me something in this. Back then at that Christmas season, God, if you can speak so through anything. Yes, speak okay. through this. So we've just gone through the uh all the stuff of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Well, God yeah. did speak to me and he gave me a whole download on this Christmas train and the train. And I ended up buying for my father a toy train that he loves so much to this day. And I got it for somebody else as well. But more than that, I knew that God was going to be speaking about this train. And here we have this Christmas train. And, um, so uh, I heard a couple of different things. There's a similar, uh, there's a parallel right now with where we are, and it relates to the film and story Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. So Miracle on 34th Street, or um, if you haven't seen it, I, I believe the, the one with Maureen O'Hara, kind of the more famous one was 1947, just a little bit after the World War II. And uh, the the later one that uh, aired was in the 90s. So both are really good. And um, there's also a parallel right now with uh, the Christmas of 1945. So both have to do with Christmas. And um, the Christmas of 1945 was the World War II the aftermath of World War II leading into Christmas. And I think we have a couple of pictures to show. Yeah. So Michael, go ahead and bring that up. That first one. And All right. We can actually just read these because otherwise I was saying backstage, people are going to try and read these yes. while we're trying to talk. And I don't want them to miss what you're saying. Yes. So. so this is fascinating. There's a few things even that I was putting together uh, within the last couple of days. Um, so this is an image of uh, the soldiers being brought back from World War II. This article says, in September of 1945, the military launched Operation Magic Carpet, a special effort designed to move 
as many military home as possible. As the days turned to weeks, the effort was renamed Operation Santa Claus, an all-out effort to use every available plane, train, and ship, and even private automobiles to get service members home for Christmas. As peace broke out in 1945, it was a literal race. It began to get the world back home for Christmas. Historians have called this Christmas of 1945, the biggest celebration of Christmas ever. Mm. So remember the train um, in the United States, the trains were a main uh, mode of operation to bring the troops once they came from overseas home. But I read about this and I encourage you to look up Christmas of 1945 and see what God speaks to you about this. It was the World War II. This was a worldwide alliance similar to right now. So kind of this big picture thing and it has to do with the Christmas train and it has to do with Miracle on 34th Street and it has to do with the Christmas of 45. So this worldwide war was against the tyrannical regime of Nazi controlled Germany. And this was the time of, of Hitler and the assault on, on the Jews. So where are we today? The alliance was the United States with France and many other nations. And France is a key. And France was also an ally during the Revolutionary War mm -hmm. of George Washington and the French Revolution and the, the American Revolutionary War. This was the founding of our nation when, during that time. When George Washington, again, you know, in this time of war, we kneel down and honor our creator. George Washington knelt and prayed. He relied upon the providence of God and miracles. And it was miracles that came. And in World War II, even though we know that there's a lot of things that go into the, the reason wars are caused and, and just really evil things that prompt these, not the people, the few leaders and the enemy. But the World War II alliance was nations with the United States working together to defeat this Nazi tyrannical regime that was ready to destroy human lives. And I noticed that it, it, they, there's so much about the, the trains and the transportations, but in this time, you know, Bing Crosby, his Christmas classics became very famous. And I'll Be Home for Christmas was one that he wrote during the war. Mm -hmm. And it was almost sad because the soldiers would wish and hope that they would be able to be home. But what Christmas of 1945 was, was it was the finalizing of this battle. And for the first time ever, these soldiers were going to be home for Christmas. And the whole nation was able to celebrate again after a long war. And they came in droves. And I noticed, I find that Bing Crosby, his role and the entertainment and the music and the films, these are like uh, our present day people that are keeping us encouraged in this battle. Mm -hmm. They're the, the entertainment for the troops. And most of you here, you have been in a, a war and we've been so used to it that we haven't even realized how heavy it's been. But God is bringing us out. And this Christmas of 1945 is a promise. Our president, uh, 45, interesting the numbers, 45, 45. Our president, 45, he's announced a celebration, a worldwide celebration that will take place on our soil in the next not even very far. It will be the 250th anniversary of our nation. And it's called America 250 or USA 250. And he's already announced how wonderful it's going to be. We're going to be celebrating after this war. So stay engaged. And I noticed that um, 
Life magazine has done all these reissues of World War II. So none of this is an accident. Hmm. And I know people have shared on this, um, but there are uh, similarities. This is the time of the ghost army. Even in this, um, in this magazine, it speaks of the, the ghost army. And it speaks of the, uh, how it was hidden for so long. And the hidden army of God, some of them are hidden in plain sight right now. But uh, the same way that I believe that we've got this celebration because of a worldwide defeat of a tyrannical regime and of literal principalities throughout the earth that have tried to control and kill and steal from us. We are in this right now. So hold on and be encouraged. And the Christmas train in the last, uh, I believe it was in mid-September, Melania uh, announced through uh, the USA memorabilia line, the new Christmas ornaments. And one of them is a train filled with toys. Uh... So this is, it's called, the theme of this year is a red, white, and blue Christmas. And there are five ornaments and they're all significant and they're all prophetic of what we're in right now. This train, you know, I heard a little bit of Troy, uh, Troy that comes on this show. Troy Black. Uh-huh. Troy Black was speaking about God spoke to him about Christmas. Mm-hmm. I I had to watch part of it and then I, I actually couldn't finish, but I saw him talking about one of the things he saw with Christmas and families. Mm. So this Christmas of World War II was reuniting families, 1945 Christmas. It was families coming and being reunited again. It was, it, they called it the greatest Christmas celebration of all time. It was that big of a celebration. And in, in uh, the ornaments, this line from uh, this USA memorabilia, we've got the train filled with treasures and toys and, and supplies. We've got also, a, there's an, a, a frame and it is called a family portrait. There's another one and it is the map of the United States and it's just beautiful. And this one is called home for Christmas. Hmm. And the others are also uh, significant. The main one is, is a star. It's a beautiful, I believe uh, eight pointed star and it's um, a symbol of light. And it's a symbol of this Christmas miracle that we had with Jesus, but the train also represents something. And this is Troy touched on this. He believed that the family aspect of families being united this Christmas, there was also an aspect of children and people that had been trafficked. And uh, there was going to be a rest, restoring of families and people. And I, I would say with that, the USA memorabilia, the ornament line is actually a line that benefits foster children mm. and children that are underprivileged. And I believe God is saying through that picture frame of the ornament and even what Troy mentioned is there's going there are going to be restorations. We um, also see with the train that uh, the train represents so many things. It represents our industries, our industries coming back. It represents you know gifts and resources being brought in. It represents bringing the troops as a mechanism home. It also represents uh, in in the anti-slavery movement a freedom train. So there's a freedom train happening right now in the midst of the war, as we're leading up to Christmas, just like the Christmas of 1945, the trains are again being utilized. And there's a train. Do you hear the sound? Because there's a train and there are many, I believe many, 
that will and are being recovered and being brought out of horrific things. Mm. And I believe there's going to be a move even in the foster movement and a move in uniting families and bringing people together. And those that are called to care for children and care for people that have been through uh, a war on themselves even. So I see that this whole theme of Christmas, even the, the magazines are, are speaking on, on, the, on this war right now. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then the movie. Have you seen, Jeff, Miracle on 34th Street? I have. It's been a while, but I have, yes. So Miracle on 34th Street. 34. Psalm 34 is, uh, is key there. And I also looked at Exodus 34. And Miracle on 34th Street took place in New York City in the Macy's department store. And it was on that 34th and I can't remember the cross street. But the Miracle on 34th Street was about a man that was Santa Claus. And he comes upon this uh, woman that's running the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and they need a Santa Claus. And she comes upon this real Kris Kringle. He looks like Santa. He's got the most, the best suit. He's the real deal. And this mother, she has a daughter that doesn't really believe in Santa Claus. She's raised her to know truth and to not believe in lies. So anyways, this, this storyline goes that Santa is now this Macy's, this phenomenon. Everybody loves this Santa. This mother and her daughter still aren't sure. They're not quite sure if they can believe in him, but they see how wonderful he is. And this Santa Claus, um, because of the, the hate and competition of local uh, businesses, kind of this evil, big, bad department store that's trying to compete, and even like the local governments, the judges, the people that influence, this whole system of, you know, evil began to trick and come against and plan a plot to destroy Santa Claus. The whole theme of the movie you see all throughout is believe, believe, believe. It even was a campaign at Macy's a few years ago, everywhere, believe, believe, believe in red. And what happened is a lawyer came on with Santa. He came alongside of him. He believed in him and they ended up going to court and it became this ugly drawn out court battle in New York City for the man that was rightfully Santa Claus against those that were trying to defeat him, take him out and just kill Christmas and kill Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. So we see this parallel with our president and the battles that have come against him in New York, literally in the courtrooms that who knows if they even filmed it at the same place. But we see what comes next is it's the power of God's creative, the creative twists, right? Mm -hmm. Now this lawyer has to prove that Santa Claus is real. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. So the end. <laughs> Trust me, guys. Believe. There's two yeah. parts. There's two parts. Uh, the first film that was in, I think, 1947. What yeah, they it was did was at the very end, they brought in bags and bags of letters from the people in support of this man in his rightful role. So the bags covered the judge, you know, and by the way, the, the attorney against Santa that was fighting to have him removed, that attorney, he, uh, he bribed the judge. He tried to talk to the judge. There was all this, you know, corruption involved in that whole process too. 
So the judge was sort of tied. If he wanted to keep his place, he'd have to deny Santa Claus is real. Anyways, so the bags of the letters from the people, that was what sealed the victory for Santa. In the one in the 90s, what happened was the girl that didn't believe, the daughter, she comes up and approaches the desk of the judge and she brings a $1 bill and a Christmas card and the judge opens it. And what is circled, even though there's lots of things on our dollar bills, is the middle part that says, in God we trust. And the judge says, okay, if we can have faith and use this currency and label in God we trust, then we will say that Santa Claus is the real Santa Claus and the crowd erupts and it goes throughout the street and all of New York erupts in laughter. Santa Claus won. So this miracle on 34th Street, I also believe it signals legal battles and legal uh, warfare that's been around many people's lives. Things that you've been fighting, God is going to bring creative solutions. He's going to bring the right people. And I just, I just again, uh, I know that there's so many situations out there, but I believe that God will be doing this as a sign. We know that this rightful president, just like Santa Claus, has won and will be redeemed in a very public way. And it will usher in more of this celebration again around this Christmas theme. It's all around this theme of our Lord and Savior and his intervention and believing on him. Believe. Hmm. Believe. Yeah. So Christmas. Yes. You're saying specifically this Christmas that you, we're going to be seeing a lot of fulfillment yes. in people's lives. I believe that Amen. this Christmas is yeah. um, some may some people may remember this. Um, it's actually what caused me to look into Christmas of 1945 earlier this year. Mm -hmm. I think it was this year. It could have been late last year, but I believe it was early this year. I'm almost positive spring of this year. Um, at one of the Reawaken America tours, General Flynn was on the stage and they called the president we're speaking of. They called him from the stage and on General Flynn's phone, the face of his phone, the name for this contact, the president who he was calling was Natalie 45. Natalie 45. Natalie 45. Why would that be the name? And I don't know what that meant, but what it meant to me, because my parents lived in Italy and I know in the different languages, Natalie means Christmas or, or Christ is born or, or different variations of that. In Italy, it's Natale, Bon Natale, Merry Christmas. So when I saw Natalie 45, the way that the Lord has been always speaking to me is I thought Christmas 45. So I looked into night, Christmas 45, and that's when I came upon that article. That's The greatest wild. celebration <laughs> of Christmas ever. So yeah. see, this Christmas, you know, these ornaments that rolled out, the train, the, the home for Christmas, excuse me, the map of the United States, um, there's one that says uh, peace in it. It's, it's either peace, faith, and joy, or peace, something like that. And the star, you know, the star. God has been speaking about stars. There's, there's so much that he's doing right now. But yeah, this Christmas, I, I believe, and I believe we can begin celebrating now mm. because the Lord shall prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Mm. So let's hold that Christmas in our heart. Let's, let's pray. Keep praying because this is a war. Mm. And back to what we're called to do. 
This whole thing is about reclaiming everything that has been stolen from us. When Jesus was on the cross, Jeff, that was, that was the ultimate. It was that darkness. The earth shook. The earthquake that went dark. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And it, you know, grief came upon people, but it was seen by all. It was a huge, you know, earth activity responding yeah, felt, to this. felt by all, yeah. <laughs> and it was in yeah. that darkness, in that time that seemed dark for us. That is when the Lord he went right in. He he reclaimed everything, the keys to hell, death, and the grave. He reclaimed it all for us with him. So what I want to say, and this is the this is the most important message burning in me, is back then the Lord did it himself for us. And he told us in his word that we were would buy, abide with him and he would be in us and, and we would be in him. And that even we would do even greater things than Jesus did walking the earth. So I say to you, yes, this is a Christmas to remember. This is a Christmas to look to. But we must look to the Christ of Christmas because he is our deliverer and he is our strength. And just like then, what we are doing together now, you know, that tree being uprooted, those ancient spirits, those demonic principalities are being uprooted now. And now it's with us together with God. It's God and man has always been his plan. And we are reclaiming all with him, for him, through him, in him. We are reclaiming all. That is why we must rise up. And there are those of you, yes, it's time to serve. Are we ready to serve in the role? Are we ready to take back our children from the grips of what's happened? This was a slow burn planned out by the enemy. Again, like the oxygen masks going out without us even realizing it to reach our children, to expose them to evil, to get into their minds, to get into the education system, to get into all the realms of our our government and all of our systems, our entertainment, our music, what we watch, what we do, what we say, how we do it. And everything is being uprooted and restructured and we are doing it with God. So I want to know, I'm asking the Lord this. I know that there's mysteries of God. There is a mystery to me here. It is profound what is happening right now because it's never been done before. We are living in a time that many of you prayed, you prayed what you've been meant to do and God is going to do it through you. Those of you that have said, here am I, send me. I will go. I must go. You're going to be sent to the nations. You're going to be sent in this nation to help recover, to help rebuild and restore. Like in Isaiah 60 and 61, the broken waste places. We're going to be in this. And God is asking you, are you ready to serve? Are you ready to serve me? And are you ready to serve one another? Because he came, not that he would be served, but that that he would serve us. So we are his hidden army. We are his ones right now in the, in the, we are in the line of fire and it's time for you. Those of you that have a call to music and the arts and government and education, those of you that have a calling to help those children and the people that have been impacted by human trafficking, that are called to help the fostering systems, are called to help in any realm. And those of you that are called to tell stories, to write the literature, to write the, the history, history is being written right now. 
Do you hear it? Do you feel it? You are living in a historic time. This is God and man together reclaiming the earth for him. And he will have his reward. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so I'm going to read uh, this. This I turned to earlier. Psalm, um, today is the episode is 319, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, so I actually turned to page. I felt a turn to page uh, 319 in my Bible, which, so it's not going to be the same in, in everybody's Bible. Oh, what's it but in mine? I'm curious. On page, yes, look and see what it is in yours. On page 319, it's Psalm 68. And this was this morning. May God arise and his enemies be scattered. Making sure I'm on the right page. Yes. May his foes flees be before him. And I just declare this. I declare this over your, your lives. I declare this over my life. I declare this over Israel. And I declare this over the United States of America and the nations of the world. As smoke is blown away by the wind, may you blow them away. Oops, excuse me. Yes. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing praise to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord. And rejoice before him. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. This is God today. God sits the lonely in families. He's doing this this Christmas. He's doing this for the children. He's doing this for you. He sets the lonely in families. God, I ask you to touch every family and every child and everyone needing you right now. Lord, your word says you set the lonely in families. Let it be this Christmas, God. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. When you went out before your people, O God, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain. Before God, the one on Sinai, before God, God of Israel, you gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance, your people settled in it. And from your bounty, O God, you provided for the poor. The Lord announced the word, and great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings and armies flee in haste. In the camps, men divide the plunder. Even while you sleep among the campfires, the wings of my dove are sheathed with silver, its feathers with shining gold. When the Almighty scattered the kings in the land, it was like snow fallen on Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are majestic mountains. Rugged are the mountains of Bashan. Why gaze and envy, O rugged mountains, at the mountain where God chooses to reign, where the Lord himself will dwell forever. The chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai into his sanctuary. When you ascended on high, you led the captives in your train. You receive gifts from men, even from the rebellious, that you, O Lord God, might dwell there. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, Savior who daily bears our burdens. And it keeps going. Our God is a God who saves from the sovereign Lord, comes escape from death. Surely God will crush the heads of his enemies, the hairy crown of those who go in their sins. The Lord says, I will bring them from Bashan. I will bring them from the depths of the sea that you may plunge your feet in the blood of your foes while the tongues of your dogs have their share. Your procession has come into view, O God, the procession of my God and King into the sanctuary. In front are the singers, after them the musicians. With them are maidens playing tambourines. See, in a war, there's music, there's musicians, there's a charge. God is charging us. You are called for a purpose. Are you ready to serve in your role? 
because we're doing it together. This is God and man, and this is his plan. Praise be to God in the great congregation. Praise the Lord in the assembly of Israel. There is the little tribe of Benjamin leading them. They're the great throng of Judah's princes, and they're the princes of Zebulun and of Naphtali. Summon your power, O God. Show us your strength as you have done before. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring you gifts. Yes, Lord, rebuke the beast among the reeds, the herd of bulls among the calves of the nations. Humbled, may it bring bars of silver. Scatter the nations who delight in war. Envoys will come from Egypt. Cush will submit herself to God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praise to the Lord, to him who rides the ancient skies above, who thunders with mighty voice. Proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over Israel, whose power is in the skies. You are awesome, O God, in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be to God. And the poem that the Lord gave me just before I saw this, it mirrors it almost perfectly. That's how God is. So thank you. I just know that there is, um, there's miracles that are happening and will be happening. Mm -hmm. And there are a great many who have put everything on the line for this, that we will enter into. First, it was Jesus. There are a great many that have given of their lives their whole lives for this cause. You know, for this cause, Jesus came into the world. For a cause, many came into this world. And, and our president, which we speak, speak of, the trumpet, he was born for this. He was born for this. And I would just say, any that are mocking him, please. You're going to know what he did and what he's doing. But stop. God has chosen many right now. And he doesn't choose like we choose. But he has a plan. And it's always with us, through us. Our president said yes. He said, I must go. He went. He followed God's example in this. And many others gave their lives for this, what we are about to enter. God gave his only begotten son. There are many right now in the battle on the front lines that gave everything to and honor them. And if any of you see this, I bless you. We as a people bless you and we pray for your protection too. We pray for every man, woman, and child in harm's way. I pray for strategy where it's needed to be given by God for you. He will lead you and he will lead us. There's a Christmas train coming. And it's coming to let us hear the sound of his heart. He's trying to get our attention. He's been 
so faithful and slow to anger, so loving. We are reclaiming it all. I want to reclaim as much as I can. I must go and do this. Because, Lord, you said I must go. (laughs) We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hmm. Yeah. And Andrea, would you mind just praying, just to kind of close this out, praying for people specifically, I I mean, just as you feel led, um, just in terms of the coming, the next couple of months um, towards the tail end of the year, just pray as you feel led, bless the people, pray for hearts to be prepared, all that stuff. Yes, I will. And it's, you know, we're told to take joy in everything. Mm-hmm. And I know it's crazy. It seems almost uh, contradictory to be able to celebrate and have a feast in the middle of a war, to be able to sit down and praise God and thank him when so much is going on around us in the world and in our lives. But in all things, we can consider all things joy in the Lord. There's a joy that's deeper than happiness. And that's what I see this Christmas, the real joy. There's going to be so many miracles that come into your lives. But the, the real and genuine joy of the Lord is what I see permeating through it all. Yeah. So um, that's good. can I take one second and read this poem? It just should be a minute and then I will do a, a, <laughs> Absolutely. a quick yeah. prayer. Yeah. Okay, so this is um, a magazine, actually. It's called Megamorphosis. One of my good friends, um, Janine Stafford, she wrote this and features many artists and filmmakers and interviews. And she uh, actually published this poem of mine. And this is called Hidden in Plain Sight. Hmm. And Hidden in Plain Sight, this was written on November 15, 2022, the morning before um, our president that we're speaking of gave his announcement in a public way of his candidacy. And I heard this and I began to write. So really the Lord wrote this as well as almost anything I write. You just gave it hidden in plain sight into the dark of night. We took back what was stolen. We conquered evil with the light as the stars that sing in chorus brought us comfort in the fight. Our Lord God, he went before us with great power and with might. The victory draws near. Can you feel it? Do you hear? The sounds, the songs of freedom and the hope that fills the air. They usher in his glory and he takes away all fear. For he will heal and will restore the fortunes of our land. The treasures deep, the battles won, we will soon understand. The mysteries unfolding, we walk with him hand in hand. For God and man together is forever his great plan. Hmm. So, yes, I just bless every one of you that are here today. Uh, 
you are my favorite part about being on this program. Mm -hmm. All of you. My favorite part about my job as a flight attendant is the people. And there's like maybe hundreds of thousands of stories of encounters and conversations. And, and I feel it's such a gift that I've been able to meet so many people and serve. It's like the biggest gift mm -hmm. of all kinds of nationalities and tribes and people. I just really love that. And I, I love you. I love you. And God loves you so much. You are the best part of this program. And you make up such a huge part of the Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams family, family of God. And I just right now, Lord, I ask that you would touch your people. Yeah. I ask for the Christmas spirit to be ignited in their heart. And that miracles on 34th Street would happen for them, mm -hmm. would happen for you. Lord, I ask you to bless and prosper and touch each one. I pray, Father, for your miracles to bring glory to your name in Israel, in the nations, in the United States of America. And Lord, I ask you to surprise those on the front lines, surprise them with gifts of your presence. Surprise them, Lord. You are the God of surprise. That's what he spoke this morning. Surprise your people and let surprises of goodness and mercy and justice ring through and let all who call upon you be saved. Thank you, Lord, that you're turning hearts. You're making a way where there seems to be no way. For it is not by might, it is not by power. It is by my spirit, saith the Lord. And Lord, just like the Christmas train and the family portrait and the star and the home for Christmas, I ask you to bring all who need be home this Christmas. Bring them home in your heart. Bring them where you want them. Bring them the people and families that you have for them. And Lord, I pray for every child in need, in needing of a family, in needing of help and care, that you would meet every need. And every one of you, I pray that you would receive the biggest Christmas miracle ahead of Christmas this year. That love would totally overtake you and the presence of God would come into your midst wherever you are. We have everything in him. Bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen, Andrea. That's a great message. Super encouraging. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, how can people, how can people contact you if they want to contact you? Uh, like, Hey, can I get that poem? <laughs> yeah, I, I should post that. Yeah. I'll try to do that in the next couple of days. Okay. So um, how can people follow you to see you post that? Great. Yes. Well, you have linked below. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And I, uh, I also, uh, thank you. You've always shared this year cares foundation. 
um, website as well. And this is just something I'm so honored to be a part of. And I'm so honored to be a part of Elijah Fire mm -hmm. and this family that gives to all of these causes we've been speaking about. The nations, to Israel, to those such as Sierra Cares Foundation, that our heart is to restore those that have been trafficked and prevent it from happening again. Amen. Yeah. There's also the National Human Trafficking Hotline number down below. And I would encourage you to take a picture of it or save it into your phones or both. Yeah, ready to serve. You know, I heard that ready to serve. But that that message, that call is really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a militant stance that we all must take in this day to be aware of our area of responsibility, our area of influence, AOR, area of responsibility. If we were all aware when we're taking our kids to school, when we're at restaurants, at the movies, at shopping, on the airplane, um, if we're all aware in our area, our realm of influence and responsibility, this is how we can pick up signs. And this is an anonymous number. The text is 23373. You just simply text that and you can anonymously give details, uh, specifics to the person on the other end of the phone. So all of this, if you're ever in a situation you think is an absolute emergency, 911, or if there's any law enforcement police nearby, such as an airport, airport policeman, um, start there. But uh, this is a part of what we're reclaiming. We're reclaiming our children and we're reclaiming our people. Mm. And we're um, going to see many of them be so restored in this mm -hmm. time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Andrea, we love you. We appreciate you. I uh, love what you bring to the body of Christ. And um, guys, she's like one of the nicest people I've ever met, like genuinely <laughs> nice. So you just carry such a, a warmth and a kindness um, and yeah, so anybody who has ever had the pleasure of getting to know you in any way, I think is better for it. So oh, everybody wow. reach out Thank to you. her. Thank you so much. Yes, please yeah. connect. I would love to meet you. Yeah. She's oh, super great. All. Super encouraging. Um, yeah. So, um, everybody have a blessed day. Tune in tomorrow. Again, we're, we're continuing our journey in healing from trauma. We're doing a teaching series on healing from trauma. So part two of four is tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. You guys don't want to miss it. It's super great. Um, and I just have a lot of, uh, awareness in the spirit that people are just going to get healed through the entire duration. And it could be about random stuff. It's very technical, this one, but super engaging about what happens in your brain and the different processes in our brain and where trauma can take root. Um, and I was just like, man, because yes. God's, God's not subject to time. We pre-recorded, but I could feel in the future people getting set free. I could actually feel it. And I was just like, uh, I just, again, I just always want to shout like in the yes. middle of these recordings. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Uh, so guys, it's oh. going to be great. That's t tomorrow at 2, p 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So we love you guys and we'll see you tomorrow with two of four of our healing from trauma series. Love you guys. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. 
Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.